0: Praise the Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in this day. We have a lot to rejoice over, we have a lot to rejoice about. And today we are thanking God and praising God for another day that he has made. And the Bible said, since you know that God made this day, why don't you stand up on your feet and rejoice and be glad in this day. Lord, we thank you once again. Let's just go to the throne of grace. Grace. Grace and mercy. Father, we come together collectively, God, and we thank you once again for being our God. We thank you for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light, God. We thank you for your wisdom and your knowledge and your revelation and your understanding, God. We thank you for being with us. We thank you for never, never, ever leaving us, God. We thank you for making our body your dwelling place, God. Thank you, Lord, that you will never leave our soul in hell, but you will deliver us. By your supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, we give you glory and honor, in Jesus' name, amen. And amen and amen. Well, we thank God once again today. We are gonna continue on to part two, of um, the peace of God. It's very important in these last and evil days to have the peace of God and to maintain the peace of God. And we thank God that God has given us seven uh, lists in Philippians 4 and 8 on what we can do to maintain the peace of God. And he said that peace of God come through positive thinking. Positive thinking that is based upon the Word of God. Positive thinking that is based upon the Word of God is the answer to peace that passes all understanding. I don't know about you, but I need that peace that passes all understanding in my life each and every day. I need the peace that passes anything that I can ever imagine. Peace that I do not understand why I have peace. Should be worried, I should be upset, but in the midst of all, what I should be, I have peace. What the devil want me to be, I have peace. What the devil desire for us to be, we can have peace. You know, I a lot of people uh, have said to me, uh, you know the devil's busy, but now, I really know where the devil's getting all his work from. Negative thinking, keep him busy. Keep him working 24-7, give him a rest. He need a rest, why don't we keep him busy? He, somebody have to hire him in order for him to stay busy. So now that I believe that through our negative thinking and death and life is in the power of our tongue. We give him work almost 24-7. And the Bible says, as, we, as a woman or man thinketh in her or his heart, you will become that. And when you become what you think, positive or negative, it's the pet. We are giving the devil too much work. It is time to give him a break. It's time to fire him. And how do I do that, Dr. Betty? By renewing your mind. Ephesians 423 said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. When the mind is renewed, you think of things that are positive, things that are lovely honest, just a good report. And guess what? The devil will lose his job with you. Now he has to seek another person that he can inspire to speak negative words and give him an invitation to come in and have a party in, his, in, in your head. And uh, we thank God that God's people really, we are not ignorant to his devices, whether we take ye to it or not. But the Bible said do not go to bed, upset, complaining, mad, angry. He said when, you, when that happened, you open the door for the devil to come in and take the advantage of your mind. That's a your Bible. But yet, lots of times we go to bed criticizing, talking about people, upset, mad, all the things that God said we should not do. Do we expect to have peace? No, peace comes through positive thinking. Thinking on, your thinking must be based on the Word of God. Peace that is far more greater. God peace is far more greater than what we can imagine. I had a situation coming to my life, but you would think I I, I wouldn't have peace in it, but I had more peace than I ever had in my life because it was the peace of God that people just don't understand why are you so peaceful No, it's not my ability to have peace. It's the God that dwells in me. That's why the Bible says, greater is he that dwells in us, than he that is in the world. So greater is the peace of God that dwells in us than negative and, and, and fear and unbelief that is in the world. But we have the greater one in us, We have God dwelling in us. You guess, Dr. Betty? you always saying that. Yes, the more I said, the more it become a reality in my life. And I, my goal in my life is to know 24 seven without any hesitation, that my body is the temple of the spirit of the living God, that God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit dwell in me. That is my hope, that is my assurance, that is my peace, that is my joy, that is my everything. Just to know that my body is the temple of God, the God that created everything, the God that created everything out of nothing, the God that can speak and everything come to a standstill, the God that can only just say one word and the whole world can turn around. Just to know that I am housed around him, and the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. What can, the Bible say? if God be for us, and he is, who can conceive against us? The Bible said, if God himself spared not his only begotten son, but he delivered him up for us all, how shall he not? How shall he not with his Son freely protect us? Freely give us all things pertaining to life and godliness which he have? The Bible, Jesus said, one thing I know about my Father, he given me power to lay my life down and lay mine and pick it up again. Jesus was assured that God will not leave his soul in hell. God would not leave us in hell situation. I'm not talking about hell itself, you're a Christian. But God would not leave you in a hellish situation. He is our God. So this think, whatever going on, God is in there, God is with you because he promised that he would never leave us. And he promised that he would never forsake us. He promised that he would be with us until the very end. You remember that the Holy Spirit, which is supernatural power, will dwell with us forever. So, whatever happened to us, we have to remember. Hey, God, you are on board. Do you know you know what's going on? You're greater than what's going on, on the outside. Why would God tell us? I want you to always remember that greater is he. Whatever go on, I'm greater than the situation. I'm more awesome than the situation. Why would God just tell us so many positive things? He didn't tell us a whole lot of negative things. The devil himself has inspired our mind, and a lot of times we hang around negative talking people, and if we don't correct them, they will correct us. And we'll wind up talking and saying the same thing and becoming a negative person. But why in the world would God give us so many positive things to think about ourselves, to think about who He is, if He wanted us to live the rest of our lives speaking negative words? Why in the world would He tell us that death and life were in the power of your tongue? If it was not possible that I could speak, if it was not possible for us to say anything, but he said death and life for any time with your tongue. Because it's possible for us to speak death on ourselves. It's possible for us to speak life. He said, I'm giving you a choice. It's up to you. Why would he warn us? Why would he tell us all these things? because he said these things are true. You open up your own self for the devil to come in and torment your mind. And I I mean, God always warned us about our thinking. He always said, and I mentioned it last week, he said, God said, listen, your thinking is what got you in in trouble today. What you think, now is part of your action, a part of your life. You built your character on what you think. It shaped you. And now you have to unshape yourself by the power of the Holy Spirit, which we can do, and the Word of God. So some people have shaped their mind in thinking negative thoughts in such a way that it has consumed you. All you see is negative things. All you see is something to complain about. But God himself is a positive God. There's nothing in the Bible that's negative about God. Everything about God is positive. Only negative things in the Bible what the devil work, and that's what God said. Look, I'm greater than the devil. I'm totally here. You know. <laughs> Sometimes I thank God. If I don't, I know we have the mind of Christ. We'll deal with that later on, but. What does God think of us? When he tell us, I'm greater than what's going on, and yet we respond to life as though the problem is greater than God. Though the situation is greater than God, the way that we act, the way that we talk, we are saying to God, this problem is greater than you. There's nothing you can do about it. So therefore, I would have to fear and I fear this problem, and I would be so fearful, that's, that's, what's my, that's all I know to do. And God, because when we fear a situation, we're saying to God, this situation is too much for you, God. You cannot get us out of this situation. That's why I'm fearful. I'm fearful because there's nothing you can do. But if we knew in our heart, that God is in control, Fear will never attack. We will never attract fear to us, but we attract these spirits because we, in our heart and our mind, we thinking that nothing God can do. I mean, it's out of His reach, it's out of His hand, and yet we know that God is the Almighty God. That the Bible says God created the world. The world is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, and all of them that dwell therein. Yet we can act. If though there's a problem that can come up in a world that he created and it's too great for him to handle, I'll say again I would never believe that God Almighty would create a situation, allow a situation to be that it was too much for him to handle. He had to go back and figure out what we're going to do with this now. Uh, what you're going to do? No, God, the Bible said, God is the beginning and the end. He knows the end before the beginning starts. You think that this cut God found surprise? No, I don't think so. No, God knew this was coming because we're living in the last and evil days. You haven't seen nothing yet. That's why God has given us this time to examine ourselves, to find out where we stand with God based on how we respond this time. The devil will do everything he can do to keep believers from renewing their mind, to think positive. The devil himself knows that the day and the moment that you renew your mind, he have lost a job. No more pardon in your house. That's why he will do everything he can to keep you thinking on negative things. He can get in your mind in such a way, whatever you see is negative. You don't see positive things anymore. That's why you are consumed with speaking negative words and the devil will torment your mind to no end. In the Bible, God says, Said in his word, that we are to think like Christ. We all repeat Philippians 2 and 5, which we're going to talk more about it. The Bible says, Let this mind be in you, <laughs> which was also in Christ Jesus. We always stand and confess that I have the mind of Christ. Well, tell me something. Do you really have the mind of Christ or just that you know it because it's in your Bible? I don't think the mind of Christ will be so fearful. I don't think the mind of Christ will forget to pray and put God first in everything that's going on instead of putting the news first. You put God second. I don't think Christ would have done that. I beg if Jesus Christ would've walked upon this earth and the situation came up like this, I think that he would say, said, my father in heaven would never leave my soul in hell, in this hell of a situation. My God has already made a way for me to escape. And I trust him. I'm not upset, I'm not alone, I'm not doing any fighting or running on anything. I am trusting in God because the Bible said that that keep his mind stayed on the Lord. To him, that person, God declared that I will keep you in perfect peace if you just spend your time with me and less time watching the news. Spend your time with me and I will keep you in perfect peace, but less time you spend with me and more time on the TV. Oh yes, yes, you're inviting the enemy to come in and torment your mind. That's why we Christian, we we act like the world. Born like the world. We should be out there witnessing. We should be out there. You said, but Dr. Betty, they said that I can't get them so close. Hey, stand your no distance and holly. Hey! Jesus saved! That's the answer to it in the world to the problem. You need to get your life right with God because we're living in the end time. Oh, they would think I'm crazy. Well, you're already crazy. Foul <laughs> said, I'm a fool for God. He said, for Christ I live. My God Almighty. He said, for Christ I live. Why, Paul, I love him so much. And I appreciate so, him so much for what he's done in my life. I give him my life. He said, for Christ I live. For Christ I die. He is my Lord. He is my God. He is worthy of everything that I can give him. And his greatest heart be is to win souls. Well, we out the winning souls. We come in contact with sinners. We can even call them on the phone. Call your relative, you know they're not saved. Call them on the phone. Tell them, this is to be living in the last and evil days. Get your soul right with God. Have we ever thought about being a witness and doing what God called us to be and do? You, we don't, we, we, I don't want to get, it. well, anyway, here we go. We say, we we are the light of the world. Are you showing your light to the world? Are you acting just like the world? The world are in darkness now. They need to see a light. What else the light, Dr. Betty? They need to have God's people speaking positive things about what's going on not acting like them, they need to see something different. They need to hear a a Christian saying, you know what, God is still in control. And uh, you know, do you have your life right with God? Do you know Jesus? We live in the last and evil days, and the harvest night is plentiful, but the labor are acting just like the world. We are not concerned about souls going to hell. We're more concerned about ourselves than souls going to hell. We know that people are in darkness. They are so fearful. But what are we doing? We are the church. We are the body of Christ. If we did not rise up and take our place as a child of God, who is going to reap the harvest? The Bible said that we are the light of the world. We are just like God just like Jesus. They are light. We are light. They said, in God there's no darkness at all. It's light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Then a few words later he said, you are just like me and my Father. You are the light of the world. Why would God make us light? He said, there are darkness that will come upon the world like never before. They need to be able to see a light shining. They're going to be able to see people shining for they can go to that light. Now you don't have to get close up on them anymore. Now we know it. But there's nothing wrong with you standing your distance and saying something about God. Jesus saved Jesus is the answer to the problem. I know what's going on. God's people, this is the greatest opportunity that God's people will ever have this moment. This moment of harvest, this moment of getting souls saved. But we are, are we out there? Are we being what God called us to be? The Bible says, flipping to it in, in fire, he said, let like this mind be in you. What would Christ be doing as he was here? He, would he be so concerned about himself? No. I believe Christ would stand off from the people and I believe he would lead his people to God his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I believe he would spend more time bringing glory to God and, and doing the work of the Father. Just like he said, I must be busy about the Father's business. Oh, we've been busy about the Father's business. Oh, we too busy about our business. Or, but Yes, be concerned about yourself, but do we trust God enough to protect us? Do we really trust God enough to protect us? Yes. Do we really trust God to be what he called us to be? If God called us to be the light of the world, you he will protect his light out there. Have you seen souls, keep people out there trying to witness to people? Have anybody been out there? Have you been laying a track somewhere around for the person to pick up? There's always a way to witness to people. There's always a way to tell people about the Lord because if it's in your heart, God will make the way. (laughs) He will make a way out of nowhere. We said up, we said that. and this is the time to put it into action. He will make a way out of nowhere. The Bible said for us to think like Christ, to respond to life like Christ, (laughs) to cast that evil spirit like Christ, to be the light of the world, is to act like Christ. The Bible said we are to be the salt. Are we preserving anybody out there? Of the earth. Salt, salt makes a difference on whatever salt is put on. It changed the flavor. We ought to change the flavor of the word. The word is so fearful. To change the flavor of the word by giving them a blessed hope. Salvation is the blessed hope that we can ever give, a, ever give a, an unsaved person. We are the salt. You ought to rock around and say, I am the salt of the world and I am here to preserve sinners. They will listen now. God has set everything up for the church to reap the harvest. Do not miss this moment that God has given us. Yes, they ain't no distance. But that's not gonna stop God's spirit. You can stand a block away if you can holler that loud. You think that's gonna stop the Holy Spirit from you, reaching that person? No, I don't think so. You might be standing, oh, what is it, six feet away? But the Holy Spirit is right up on them, nose to nose. The Holy Spirit have no discipline. The Holy Spirit you cannot see. But all the Holy Spirit need a vessel to work through. It needs a vessel to shine through. It needs somebody, a person that was willing to shine for Jesus. That's what the world, that's what we should be doing in these last and evil days when darkness is on the face of the earth. They need to see a light shining for hope. That's hope. You don't have any, you will not have any problem in people turning you down there. Try it, you'll see. The Bible said we are, we can be, God already made us the light. We are, we have the light. We have the salt. What's missing? It's the vessel that is housing around the light and the salt is to go out and be a light to the world. So many people are dying, fearful, and the body of Christ. Then the Bible said the whole creation of groaning and moaning, waiting for the sons of God to be manifested. When are they going to come out? Show us the light. When are the sons of God going to come out and preserve us? We've been waiting for the son of God. We want to see God. We want to see Jesus. We want to see what they've been shouting about, what they've been praying about, what they've been so excited about. Because everything else now is dead. People not partying in the world anymore. They don't want to party no more. We were not really, really out there doing and setting up like they used to. There's no prostitute on the street now. They all sitting in darkness looking for a light. And we are that light, That church, that church, that church. The Bible said, ye are my witness. I have no other witness to go out there but my church. That's why the Bible fills us with the Holy Spirit. What is the purpose? or speaking in tongues, being filled with the Holy Spirit just to exercise in church. What is the purpose of having that supernatural power dwelling in you just to uh, be or uh, 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 get carried away in the church? No, the Bible said in the book of Acts, he said, after that the Holy Ghost come upon you, you shall be witness unto me. That's why we are filled with the Holy Spirit. What is the purpose of having it? You see this? Come to church. In the speaking tongue. Knowing that you have the supernatural power. No, that power was given to every born-again believer to be a witness for God. We have been anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit to witness for God. He said the Holy Spirit will enable you. just about will qualify you to be a witness. That's why God sent it back to dwelling us. It's not hard to win a soul if the body is willing. It's not difficult to win a soul to Christ. It's not hard to be the light of the world cause the world is so dark it can't help for seeing your light. God is waiting for the church to Wake up out of your deep sleep. Arise and go forth and be the witness and be the light of the world and the salt of the earth that God proclaimed that we are. He didn't want to say that we was light. He didn't want to say that we was the salt of the earth. If God said it, then that's what we are. and It is dwelling in us. But the Bible said, the spirit is always willing he said, but the flesh, that natural thinking, negative thinking flesh would make excuse every time. But the spirit always always desire and always desire to do and be what God called us to be. That's why the Holy Spirit dwells in us. To teach us. But again, until we Renew the spirit of our mind. The negative spirit and what makes common sense will take over every time. Because the devil will do everything he can to keep us from being the light in the midst of darkness. He will make every excuse in the world to you why you should not be the salt of the earth he will fill your mind with common sense. We listen to the world crying out in darkness, moaning in the spirit, in a sense. If you can just take your spiritual ear and just listen, you will hear the moaning and the groaning of the people that is in darkness, crying out, saying, well, when are the sons of God is going to be manifested to come out to help us? The Bible said, we know about him. That's why he said, you are my witness. You know me. You know my goodness. You are my witness that who I am. I'm a good God. I'm the God of the salvation. You know me. He said, that's why he called us his witness. You are my witness because you know what God has done for you. You know how God called you out of the darkness into his marvelous life. You can tell someone else that. The Bible said, you know me, so you can be my witness. You know what kind of hell that you was in. You know what type of situation you was in and what you were doing. When I called you out of darkness, you are my witness. It's because you know me when I call you you know what condition you was in what the Bible said seem like the, our pastors always say seem like the children like to sit around the table but none like to get up and leave the table and work in God's field very few will work in God's field. And that is the heartbeat of God sending Jesus Christ to die for the world. For the world. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. God does not hate the world. Sure, he hates the sin that is in the world, but he does not hate the person. The Bible says, for God so loved this world is God. Can't God hate his world? He created how can he create what he created? He cannot. This is his world. He said, For God so loved the world. This God's world. He made it. We didn't make the world. He made the world and it's like giving us the opportunity to, to live in what he made, hoping that we will obey him. This is his world. He can take his world back anytime. Can we stop there? No. The Bible said, for God, That'll never happen. I just made a point. The Bible said, For God so loved, he loved the world. And I believe that God expects for his people, his church, to love the world the way that God loved the world. He said, for God, that you were willing to sacrifice some of your good quality time out there to win a soul, a dying soul, pull a soul out of hell, out of darkness. The Bible says, for God so loved his world, God gave up. So why are we willing to give up? Are you willing to give up five minutes, two minutes? One minute or nothing. Seem like the land made for itself now. Seem like the church is so selfish with their light. So selfish with your salt. Till the salt have lost the savior. Actually, some the salt is fit for nothing. Cause we have not been using it. Our light is so dim. Can your people in your home, can even see your light? You're living in a household and you're the only one saved. What's going on? Your light is too dim. The salt have no more savior. Like, God is also, awesome. he cannot be resisted because every soul and every mind and every spirit, they might not know it. They want to know the God who created them to know the God who created them. But we're so busy looking at where the flesh is acting. That's just to throw you off. Every spirit, every spirit wants to know their God that made them. Every spirit. Because God is a spirit. We are spirit to be. Our spirit. save or unsaved spirit. Always want to know their father. The father of their spirit. Father of the unsaved people that you say going to hell, guess what? God is the father of their spirit. Satan created the human being; he just used their flesh and influenced them. But God Himself created man in His own image. Didn't say anything about the devil created us in His image. He said, "Let us make man in our own image." That devil. Have the like likeness. Let them have authority over the earth. That's what we're here for. We're here to trample down every enemy on earth that's against the the, the power, against the authority of God, against God's people. That's what we are here. We are the church. Hell cannot overthrow the church. Problem and situation we cannot overthrow the church. We are the church of the living God. And God promised that hell will never be strong enough or powerful enough to hold out against the church. So it's time that the church hit, hit. go into the highways and to the byways like God commanded us to do. Go out into the highways and the byways. And He said, The harvest is ready. Open your eyes and look out. At the people, how they are so fearful, how they just doing. I mean, they just going, they just don't what to think, only in the natural, trying to protect their natural self now. But their spirit is what needs to the help. Their spirit, where they're going to spend eternity in heaven or hell, that's to be the concern of the church. The church should never, ever, when a crisis come like this, act like the world. Yes, you obey the law of the land, but do not obey it fearful and act like the world. You can obey it by getting winning souls. I, I understand, you know, you know, I don't know if this makes sense to you or not, but wonder why God closed the church up for a few minutes, two weeks. You know, I don't know, Just, I don't know if it's true or not. I guess to get these people out of the church for a change, to go out into the highways and the byways, because otherwise they'll never leave the church. And this is your opportunity, and we're still missing it. Because most of the time, you know, people say, I, I work during the weekend, I, I got to go to church on Sunday. God said, well, since you have to go to church on Sunday, the church is closed, what you going to do on Sunday? Go to church out in the street, winning souls. But they said, well, babe, like again, I didn't say get up in a person's face. you wear masks and gloves like everybody else, right? So why don't you just go out there, back off of them sick feet, and tell them about Jesus Christ? Why don't you make it a part? If the church club is church deal closed next Sunday, why don't you say, you know what, I'm getting up and I'm gonna be busy about the Father's business. Day is Sunday, going out to win a soul. Tell somebody about Jesus. Show my light. Go out with your light shining for Jesus. Go out with your salt ready to preserve somebody that's out there that's on their way to hell. I believe it's time that we have a compassion for the people that's going to hell have a compassion for backsliders, have a compassion that people that never, 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 never would ever come to a church. But if you go out there and tell them about Jesus, then they'll come to church. But our compassion has been centered on ourselves. We are so selfish, it's all about yourself, not about what God will. God said, I, it's people that I have had put in up, prepared for you. For you, they are your people, your responsibility. They will only listen to you. You're the one. You cannot sit back and wait for someone else to go out. God said, I have people that with only your personality can reach them. And time that you, because if you don't go out there and win the soul that is for you, when you stand before God, you're going to give an account with blood on your hands for the people that God had prepared for you, and they wind up in hell because you was too lazy, too selfish, too center on yourself to sacrifice one hour to go out and witness, be a witness for God, but yet when we down and out, we want God to do everything in the world for us, and thank God he will. But have you ever considered what God wants? What do they want? Why would he send his son in the world to die a cruel death on the cross just for us to get saved and just set and world by nobody but ourselves? Have you ever thought about the compassionate God in heart? What did he want? He wants people saved. God said, I wish that what? None shall perish. But oh, can't we have that mind will come into a repentance. God said, let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus. He had a mind to win souls. He had a mind to reach the lost. said, let this same mind beat and breathe in your heart, in your mind, the same mind that Jesus had to win souls. Jesus had a mind to be what? Busy here, Korea, now, homo she, Korea to be busy about the Father's business. What kind of mindset do we have? Do we have a mindset to be busy about the Father's business or we have a mindset to be busy about my business? I got to take care of myself. But when God said, I know what you have needed long before you ask me. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and whatever you seek seeking for will be added on. Do we don't really know who God is. <laughs> you can seek for yourself. But until God speaks a blessing on you, you're just knocking yourself out. Why not line up? Get on his side. Get on the Father's side. Do what he wants. He said though, Say so he that I can't really pull it in, but anyway, what God was saying, if you do and witness for me, I will not withhold no good thing from you. Be a witness for God. Let your light shine. Shine for Jesus. It's time that you shine. You know, we sing a song that shine, Jesus, shine. shine. Jesus said, no, you the ones who want to be shining. You are the light. I think my shining now it's up to you. Time for you to shine for Jesus. Let's go out. In the last and evil days, we don't have much love on this earth. Things like this going on. Guess what? It's not over. It's really not. God is going to give us a space to get ourselves together, prepare our souls to meet Him, busy about the Father's business. When we return back to our church, we should return back to take off the old man. Take off all that junk. Time out for all that mummering and junk, junk. Prepare yourself for the next round so that you will respond the next time. Peace that passes all understanding. God bless you and I pray to God that what I said, some words that I said that would, maybe you spit them out, that's okay. But I thank God that some of the words have reached your spirit. They're gonna change the way that you think. Gonna change the way that you respond to life. We are the church. It's time to be the church that Christ went to that cross and died a cruel death to redeem for Himself or people, peculiar people that would go out and reap the harvest. God bless you. Amen.